Good afternoon, passengers. This is Captain Bot 6000. I just flew through a flock of ravens. Quote the pilot. Nevermore. Have a nice flight. It's a podcast. My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is my usher, Cameron. How are you doing today, honey? Uh, great. Falling? Falling. <laughs> Falling for you every day. Yeah, as uh, it should be. Now, I was, was going to try to do like a, a lyric from like Usher, the recording artist, and then I came completely blank. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'm doing good, except mm. for that. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Good, 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 good. Good, 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 good. So this week, we tricked you again by doing the show we said we were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> we like to keep you guys on uh, edge there. We did this show, Fall of the House of Usher, on yeah. Netflix. Is there anything, uh, did we watch anything this We've week? We watched a lot. We watched uh, Fiona and Cake. Yes. Which I thought was really good. Right. I think I got lost a few times. Mm-hmm. So now we're watching Adventure Time, and I love Adventure Time. Adventure Time is a lot of fun. Oh, uh, my gosh. I love watching that before bed. I mean, it's like a 10, 13-year-old <laughs> show at this point, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's old. But, it, but it's, it is it is fun, and we do like that kind It's that It fits that kind of almost like Star versus the Force of, of Evil, where it feels like it um, would keep you awake, mm-hmm. but it actually, like, the zaniness of it... Puts you to sleep. Puts you... Puts you to sleep. So, so what else have we watched? Expedition X. We watched all of that, and it ended in my favorite place that you went to Basin. Yeah, it was basically like a Skinwalker Ranch yeah. Expedition X crossover. So that yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, there it were was. some 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 of the same people. Some of the same people. Oh, I, I love that you went to Basin. That is my most favorite place in the entire world. We need to go there. That place is crazy. We need to go there. We need to see Dragon. We need to see <laughs> Thomas Winterton. Well, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> I I just want to see Fugle. all the lights. I just want to see all the lights. Yeah, you want to go go experience that? Yeah, yeah, and you, maybe see if we can find a skinwalker. Yeah, they yeah. they thought they did. They thought they saw something weird. They, they but it was very clear that the thing was wearing shoes. I don't know, man. I think it was wearing. Obvious white Chuck Taylor. I think you're being very close-minded. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Skinwalkers like like their Chucks. Maybe yeah, like maybe they did. Hey, you know what? Everybody has to wear sneakers every now and then. You know what? It's cold out there. Where did he go to, though? There's no houses out Where there. Where did that hitchhiker disappear to? Seriously. Well, like there were no tracks in the snow. <laughs> Where did he go? Well, there is that one where the thing ran into the snow and it just like the tracks disappeared. Yeah, that it just weird. stopped. What? That place is crazy. Love that place. Uh, what else? What else did we watch? Anything else new? Great British Baking Oh, yeah. Great shows. British Baking Show's on, and that's good. That's good. That's good. I just love how, I, I don't know if it's just the editing, but it always puts the best foot forward for all the contestants. Well, maybe they all just have great feet. Maybe they wear Chuck Taylors like yeah. Skinwalkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, like I, I, and I think Noel Fielding does a really good job. He's of, awesome. Of always making people look good, yeah. and 
puts them at ease. It puts them at ease. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to be on TV, and I'm going to make you look good while you're on TV. Right. You're going to seem like a real cool person. So yeah. I always love that show. So uh, I guess that's it. Well, I've been playing a new game. I gave oh, up right. on Starfield. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That one's dropped to a 5 out of 10. I'm only leaving it a 5 because I enjoyed the shipbuilding. But then it turns out the shipbuilding. It ship turns out the shipbuilding kept crashing my computer. I mean, not my computer, my uh, Xbox. Now, I don't think some people haven't had a chance to finish the game yet. So maybe not. So I'm give not any allowed spoilers. to say anything? I don't think they should finish it. Don't bother finishing <laughs> don't it because finish it, it makes everything you've done pointless. Yeah. <laughs> Do not finish that game. Just walk away. Just, just, just walk, walk away. away. <laughs> just walk away. Just walk away. You will thank me for just walking because away. Because as soon as you stopped building ships, though, mm-hmm. the, game the game stopped crashing. Yeah, it went flawlessly. And I was like, I'm not building a Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. I've built the Abin Hawk, the Millennium Falcon, the Ghost, the Normandy, of course. Right. And a, a ton of my own creations. Yeah. In which I love using the specialty parts that you get, like, you know, some of the NASA cockpits and right, stuff like right. that. And not because they're pretty, but because they're specialties, yeah. you know, that you get along yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoyed that. But, yeah, that was just... <sighs> when I finished that game, guys, I uh, was a bit livid. <laughs> there was a to lie. There was a moment you were like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And, and then you were like... Oh. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. And I was not happy. So, uh, those of you still playing out there, please stop. Just stop and get instead AC Mirage. That is a solid 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. It combines both Syndicate and Odyssey. So, Syndicate was contained to London. Right. Mirage is contained to Baghdad and surrounding wilderness. Right. It's excellent. Yeah. I'm having you a lot were, of fun. You were, you were kind of not really I sure if you wanted it. I was very hesitant to get it because I didn't really like Basim from uh, Valhalla. Because uh, I didn't like Valhalla. I never finished that game, and I tried it twice. Mm-hmm. I just got so bored. Well, and it also felt, if I recall correctly, it felt a little regressive because you mm-hmm. could no longer choose the gender of your protagonist. Yes, exactly. You're like, you're going to be Bassam, that's it. And, yeah. and you like to have at least a choice. Yeah, uh, Not like to say choices. that you won't play like a male protagonist, mm-hmm. but like, given the choice, you yeah. want to be a woman. So yeah. You, so I think you were like, mm, I don't know, it's Bassam. I'm not really into him. Yeah. And it's just him. But yeah. you've been playing it for like a week. I think you're almost done with I'm the game. I'm almost done, actually. It's very much a contained game. You're looking at maybe 40 hours of gameplay, which is great. I don't think any game should be over that. Because it made it more story-driven. Yeah, it made it much more story-driven. And what's really great about this one is it's definitely more stealth-friendly. Right. So if you get into combat, you will basically die. Yeah. So well, this that, isn't Valhalla where you yeah. go terrorizing monks and slamming your axes in the ground or even Odyssey where you go kicking people off towers or whatever, <laughs> which was fun. But it's not that either. It is definitely more of an homage to the original Assassin's Creed, right. which is great. Well, and you and I were talking about it. Like, Valhalla never made sense. You no. can't make a, a stealthy Viking. It just no, doesn't make sense. Just, they stupid. just wanted to make a Viking game. Mm-hmm. But throwing the Assassin's Creed label on it kind of diminishes that. If yeah. they just called it... We're Vikings or whatever. I don't don't know. know. I I don't know if you would have liked it, but at least I think it makes it disappointing mm -hmm. when it's like trying to be an assassin game. Yeah. And in Mirage, you get rewarded for your stealth Mm -hmm. and for not being detected. Yeah. Like you will actually get skill points. Right. And and extra rewards if you do things correctly. And didn't you say like you actually get 
it's actually better for you not to kill people. Or yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. Sometimes you get even more rewards for not killing anybody, just y- sneaking on past them. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun, and it's way more challenging. And uh, yeah, I really like it. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh name. my gosh, Baghdad is absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. during this time period of the Abbasids. Yeah, and I mean the graphics are just incredible. I mean, well, I mean that's yeah. what you're saying, but I mean, and I my mean, graphics. I, what I was thinking, what I was thinking about was Starfield. Yeah. For as big of a game, as big of a launch as that was, mm-hmm. as big a you know whatever, mm-hmm. it's fine looking, but it's not inspiring. The covers I've been making this week because of Mirage mm-hmm. has been just top notch. I mm-hmm. love I love the new look I've got going now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like video games inspire my creativity. Right. Starfield did not everything that I was putting out during that time of gameplay I think is pretty basic. Right. Like it's just running on instincts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But these this past week I think are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. That, I mean this is how you refill your creative Yeah, cup, exactly. Basically. Stealth kills. Yeah, stealth kills. So, (laughs) AC Mirage, yay. Yes. Starfield. I don't know how it got so many excellent reviews. It's so crazy. They have to have been paid because I don't understand this at all. Like, they have those, like, commercials for it where it's like 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10. And it's like, you had to have paid these people off. Yeah, there's no way. Because I was even seeing, I even saw an article the other day of talking about it, Mm -hmm. how they were saying, even like diehard Bethesda fans yeah. have already given up on Starfield yeah. and are back to playing Skyrim. Oh, yeah. I was actually, if I wasn't going to buy Mirage, I was going to go back to Skyrim. Yeah. Because I was like, Skyrim, the differences between Starfield and Skyrim is one is more welcoming. Yeah. Skyrim is very beautiful, very welcoming. And, you know, if you find, you can go anywhere in that game and find a bunch of really random crap. You get rewarded for your exploration. Right. Oh, and that happens in Mirage as well. Yeah. Like, I follow this coin trail, and I was like, hey, hey, there's coins left here on the right. And I just kept following them, and it led me to this, like, little money pit. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, so you get rewarded for exploration, whereas in Starfield, it <laughs> you just ended up in the same place with the same pirate slash ecliptic slash spacer. Mm-hmm. They're all the same guy. The facilities were all exactly the same. And the exploration in Starfield, from my perspective as mm-hmm. someone who does not play video games, felt more like work. It was like, very like much Like you work. really are like a, a miner going to look for ore. Yeah, and it's honestly, like... I'm really pissed off with the amount of time I spent exploring the planets. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, it's pointless. Yeah. Once you get to the end game, guys, it is pointless. Everything you've done from increasing your mods on all of your gear mm-hmm. to all of the exploration you've done, pointless. Yeah. It is pointless and it is furiating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely infuriating. But, so, yeah, I'm dropping it down to a three now that I think about uh, it. Uh, just kind of uh, podcast adjacent stuff that I also find infuriating. Mm. I brought this up to you the other day because I, I honestly was like, I should save this for the podcast. We could talk about it on the podcast. And I was like, I, I have to tell you, because this was such a crazy <laughs> discovery that I found out. Now, as we all know, the Writers Guild strike is over now. Mm-hmm. And Variety printed an article recently that says Disney Plus is going to go back to having showrunners <laughs> who write a pilot and have a story a show Bible for all their Marvel shows. Uh These are all things that are traditionally done in television anyway. I cannot imagine how they were even (laughs) functioning without these basic things of, like, literally, I I don't know what this show is about. Just write it is what it was 
was happening. Because you told me that, I'm actually impressed with what they did manage to get out. I know. I was thinking that, too. Because I was like, good God, if you're treating writers this way, what they managed to produce was pretty impressive. Yes. Given their situation. I'm not saying the shows were great. They were not. No. No, 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 no. But what I am saying is what they did accomplish was really impressive considering... Everything against that, them. Yeah. Like when I think of, I know it's maybe not the one that people think of or like the most, but one I like the most, when you think of something like She-Hulk, yeah. it's like, wow. Or even WandaVision, which I didn't really like, but it definitely felt like it had a, excuse the pun, I guess, vision yeah. where, um, you know, there was a definitely, I, I didn't like it necessarily, but it definitely felt like it had a, a story, a plan in mm-hmm. place. Whereas you like juxtapose that with something like, I also like the show. Moon Knight, where it's like, with Moon Knight, I'm like, yeah, I can see that they didn't really... They didn't have anywhere to go. They 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 were given a set from executives, from mm-hmm. people in suits in a boardroom with yeah. a big table. Mm-hmm. They were said, you need to hit these points for us because we need to do these things. Yeah, and I think that's why everything has been sucking so hard lately. Non-creatives have been forcing creatives to make their non-creative bullshit. yeah. It's like non-creatives using AI to make art. Exactly. It's well, stupid it, it, and no, bullshit. I refuse to call it art. It's not art. Art is part of... Part <laughs> I'm of, using art in lowercase and italics and quotes. Yeah. Art. <laughs> art. <laughs> but as we were talking about this article that came out, you know, I was like, well, there's no reason to think that this hasn't also been done with, like, the, the Star Wars shows, too. Mm-hmm. Particularly the ones that I find less inspiring, like the yeah. Book of Boba Fett. Oh, God. You know, but the ones that I do like more, I feel like, are the ones that are done by Filoni and the yeah. ones that are done by Jon Favreau. And I'm like, well, they're the ones who have the most clout yeah. to probably push back against that kind of behavior. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't tell Dave Filoni or Jon Favreau Hey, you need to hit these points. You need to hit these points. You know, they're going to yeah. do what they're going to do. But like with something like Book of Boba Fett, I can definitely see mm-hmm. we need to make a, a motor scooter gang that we can sell toys of. And right. Stuff, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But anyway. I am so glad for this strike. I really am. I think it's going to actually move things into a better direction again. Yes. Which is great. Because I, you know, and we've been bitching about this for years of how shows these days just suck. There's no vision. They're not funny. They're not good. They're boring. They're predictable. The only shows that I say are are fun, the ones that we tend to, I feel like, modern shows, Mm -hmm. that we tend to go back to and saying, like, that was a fun show. That was a good Mm -hmm. show. Are the ones that definitely had a strong vision attached to it. Yeah. Stuff like Poker Face. Yeah, yeah. Things like... Midnight Mass mm-hmm. with the guy we're, we're talking about today. I mean, that's, that's my least favorite of his work. But even that's way better than a lot of the shit coming out these it, days. Yeah, but it was it, it's definitely something that was inspired. You could tell it right. was inspired. He wanted to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And nobody was telling him what he could and couldn't do. Right. Did it 100% work? I mean, like, I think it was good. But it was good. But I like the, the other ones better. To me, it was mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and another show I'll bring up with that same thing is like After Party like the first season of After Party the first Party. season of After Party was great second season and then so I much. feel like the boardroom got involved and was like no we need to have this and this and this and this and then just announced this morning season 3 is cancelled so yeah because because go. the execs ruined it because After Party really felt like as we were saying mm-hmm. when we watched it a self con- it, there was nothing wrong with it just being a mini series yeah 
a really strong and cool miniseries. Yeah. And I think the suits over at Apple's. Yeah. We're like, okay, we want you to do another season. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that second season was as inspired. No, it wasn't. It was like, okay, so now I'm written into this corner. Mm-hmm. I've got to use these characters. These are the things we complained about. Yeah. We still have to do the mind movie thing. Well, what movies do we use mm-hmm. now? You know, and then it, 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 you could tell season two was not coming from a place like, I need to tell this story. Exactly. And if So I, I am glad these strikes are happening. Yeah. For everybody, because I mean, it looks like uh, like healthcare workers, at least in California, are going to get paid better. That's excellent. The UAW strikes for the car uh, workers that seems to be going excellent. pretty good. Mm-hmm. So keep people it up. need to get paid more. People need to strike. Honestly, yeah, they need to get paid more. This is ridiculous. Yeah, all these record profits everybody's having. Well, that's because yeah. they're not paying their employees. Exactly. It's yeah. bullshit. You're stealing from your employees. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Plus, you're forcing them to work for you. Yeah. It's some bullshit, and it's yeah. unacceptable. And then at the same time, have record unemployment, but also say nobody wants to work. Yeah, exactly. Pay, pay your employees. And then they increase all the costs to UPS, and they're like, we're bombarded with <laughs> Oh, my God. Once, once we gave people a living wage, suddenly, like, people want to work for us. Oh, it's my like, gosh. Wow, what a coincidence. Gee, I wonder how that happened. So... <laughs> Uh, so speaking of things that I feel like came from a place of inspiration, for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, yeah. We're here to talk about the fall of the House of Usher. This one was a lot of fun. This is. I enjoyed it immensely. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, the, the, what I was going like, to say about it. Like, I laughed out loud a few times. Mike Flanagan, the guy who did this, is the guy who did Midnight Mass, mm-hmm. Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor. Bly Manor is my favorite. Yeah, Bly mm-hmm. Manor is your favorite. He, what I love about this, and again, this feels very after party to me, mm-hmm. is this isn't Haunting of Hill House 4. No, this is its own thing. It's its own thing. Mm-hmm. He wants to do this thing. Yeah. And it's the care in that shows in the product. Yeah, it does. Not to call it a product, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I didn't have really anything put together for this show, but the synopsis is to secure their fortune and future. Two ruthless siblings built a family dynasty that begins to crumble when their heirs mysteriously die, one by one. Mm-hmm. They sold their soul to the devil. They, they made a deal. Carla Gugino. God, she's gorgeous. She is so she's beautiful. So, she's so cool. I love her. I do, too. Uh, we, have, we have her. We have Bruce Greenwood. We had Carl Lumley, who is... Uh, That's awesome seeing him. I love seeing him. From Alias, if you know him. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Mark Hamill's in there. Yep. All of the characters in the show are named after Edgar Allan Poe characters. Obviously. See, my thing was, I was like, The Fall of the House of Usher, the short story, Mm -hmm. is short. Yes. And with a lot of Poe stuff, Mm -hmm. it's more vibes. Yeah, it's vibes. Than a story. (laughs) Like, The Raven, it's like, oh, it's creepy. It's like, what's creepy about it? It's like... It's, it's just there. It's just vibes. <laughs> it's creepy. It's creepy, but like, right. what is it about? And, and you're like, really, I don't know. Well, what I've noticed too is he adds his um, weird take on Christianity of how creepy and terrifying it is. Yes. So, of course, there's a lot of that injected to it as well. Yes. Which I always find interesting. So, but my, my fir- the first thing I thought about when this was announced was I'm like, well, how are you going to make an eight episode about show. an eight stanza poem. Yeah, well, like, or the short story, but like the short story is just like a guy comes to a house yeah. that's crumbling. Mm-hmm. It's this man and his sister. Mm-hmm. 
he tells a story about a knight who kills a dragon. Mm-hmm. The sister was buried alive. Now, but I don't think that's what's happening here. No. And, and the house crumbles into this glowing lake. Yeah. The end. The end. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, how do you do eight well, episodes Well, I think of he's that? combining a lot of post stuff. He is absolutely combining yeah. a lot of post There's stuff. a lot of post stuff. So uh, if, if you're familiar with the work of Poe, you're going to see it everywhere. Well, what I described it as, I was an English major, so I'm one of those nerds who, like, loved uh, Shakespeare and love. Because it has all these little Shakespeare Easter eggs throughout right. it. So if you know Shakespeare, you're like, oh, there, mm-hmm. there's a there's a reference. That's what this is, but for Poe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, and but for you goth weirdos. Yeah, for you weirdos <laughs> who leave, like, <laughs> cognac and a rose on his grave yeah. every year. <laughs> you freaks. <laughs> like, <laughs> kids who listen to Bauhaus and... <laughs> and Pink Puppy. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so that's what the show is. Is I have not seen the show Succession, mm-hmm. but this felt like what I imagine Succession is wrapped up into Poe wrapping paper. Mm, yeah. You okay. Know? So, yeah, so that's basically what it's about. Well, this is my kind of show, watching rich people fall. Fall. It's my Just. favorite thing. Man, I laughed out loud when she killed that dude. Yeah. Dude. I was like, oh, this feels good. Wait, what, what part was that one? I'm not going to. That's a spoiler. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm just going to say she killed a dude, and that's very vague. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't yeah. know who's the she I'm talking about and who's the dude. Right, right. <laughs> but it felt real good. <laughs> but like you said, what I like about Mike Flanagan's work is, A, he's got his little theater troupe. I or, love it. Or acting company. I love seeing the same faces. They're all, it feels like if you get in with him, mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah. You're going to always have a job. Yeah, exactly. Every year you're going to have, even if it's just like a small part, mm-hmm. you're going to have, he's going to get you for something. Yeah, exactly. Which is always a really cool thing. And it makes you realize, to me, it's like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. And none of these people, I would say, apart from maybe Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. but even him, aren't like huge stars. Mark Hamill's a huge star. <laughs> Mark Hamill's a huge star because of Star Wars. Yes. But outside of Star He's Wars. He's the Joker. Okay. Outside of the Joker and that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like, he he's well-known. He's a well-known entity, but he's mm-hmm. not, like, to use a Star Wars person, Harrison Ford. Right, right. So he has this, like, kind of troop of actors who are... You know them, but they're not, like, distractingly famous. Elliot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Henry Thomas. <laughs> he loves that guy. Love it. And he is killing it in this show. Oh, he's doing a phenomenal job. He has made a choice, and he's sticking <laughs> with it, and it's great. Yeah, I love it. But the show starts off, it's a funeral for three children. Oh, children. They're not children. Uh, they, they're, it, like, in their 40s, but they are someone's kids. They are uh, Roderick Usher's children. Yeah. And this comes on the heels of him burying his other three kids mm-hmm. the week before. So yeah. in two weeks he's buried six kids. Yeah. And he's seeing a person in the mask of the red death kind of situation. Oh, it's awesome. That thing gives me the wig. That mask scares the crap out of me. Yeah, that like uh the, the big nose thing. The yeah. the plague doctor look. The plague look. doctor look. Oh, it scares me so much. And he contacts um Carl Lumley, mm-hmm. who is essentially the narrator in the short story, and he says, come to my place. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you everything that's happened. Right. 
at first I was like, wow, this, I mean, this house is not very impressive. Yeah. It's this, like, crappy little house. I'm like, this is the house of Usher? Like, I'm expecting a manor house, like I said, <laughs> on a glowing lake with, like, sea monsters and crap. And it's, like, this, like, kind of rundown house. And he invites Carl Lumley in. He pours him a very expensive glass of wine. Mm-hmm. He says, like, you know, this one glass is worth as much as, like, two years of your salary. <laughs> Drink what two years yeah. of your life tastes like. He's a, he's a sicko. Oh, he's an absolute ass, and I cannot wait to watch him get his. So he starts telling this story about him and his sister and their mother. Mm-hmm. And her their mother is like a real weirdo. <laughs> uh, she's one of those who will actually flail herself if, if something goes wrong. Yeah. Like, literal flail. Like, uh, uh, what are those uh, Christians called? They're extremists. Ascetics? Not... Is that it? Uh, Flagellists? Flag- yeah, they'll they flagellate w- themselves. Yes, exactly. She's very, very uh, intense. Yeah, is she, the nicest word I can go with that. Basically, she she says to someone, paraphrasing, because I don't remember the exact line. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling pain and suffering, that's good because that means Jesus is close enough to kiss you. Ugh. That's her. That's thing. her mindset. But at the same time, she's clearly a hypocrite of some sort. Yeah. Because she's having. And a very heavily implied affair with her evil boss. Yes. Like, this is the kind of thing. We were talking about this, I think, last week when we were Mm -hmm. talking about Mike Flanagan in particular and Only Murders in the Building, where it's kind of sometimes heavy-handed what's happening. Mm -hmm. And they live in this neighborhood that's like a basic suburban neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But at the very end of a cul-de-sac, directly across from their house, is this, like, Huge mansion that's been plopped yeah. there. So like, well, because the the boss owns everybody who lives there. Yes, that's all of his property. But they face like their house and his yeah. house literally face one another. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down in my notes, I said uh, the houses face each other. This is definitely some straight up West Egg East Egg Fitzgerald esque symbolism. Yeah, talking about the great. And Gatsby. then the flappers come in. <laughs> and then later on, they, she there is a flashback to. Uh, uh, a New Year's Eve, and they're dressed like Gatsby and yes. Daisy Buchanan. And I'm like, holy sh! I nailed that like perfectly. Yeah. Like so, I, even uh, I was very proud of myself because I'm like, I'm even going outside of Poe. I was like, that's a great Gatsby. It's Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this show. I honestly, I have a sinking suspicion. I like this show too much to like. Yeah, I don't really have anything bad to say. That's why I haven't opened up my notebook, because I, I have nothing written down. I just really liked it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, when it ended, I was kind of a little disappointed. As predicted mm-hmm. last week, I'm pretty sure we're going to watch the whole thing mm-hmm. in rapid su- succession. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty terrified, honestly, because I'm like, well, how is my work week going to go next week? Yeah, when I'm watching. Well, there's only yeah. it's eight episodes, so. Yeah, that can ruin my work week. <laughs> Oh, one thing that he does. You, okay, so if you all, if you all remember back to Haunting of Hill House, mm. his first show where he put where he had that ghost ghosts in everywhere. the background. Yeah. Like if you if you were looking in the background, you'd see ghosts mm-hmm. and whatnot, and it was really creepy, cool effect. Mm-hmm. He kind of does that here. Yeah. At one point, which he, so he's telling the story of how his mother, this kind of crazy woman, she comes back from the dead, dead. and I'm par- fairly certain that's where their pharmaceutical comes from. Yes. There's something. Oh, you think it literally I is. Think, I think she's quite a zombie. And right. then I think there's something having to do with the devil, Carla. Yeah. Uh, of what she's a plague doctor. So I think mm-hmm. they are actually, their medicine that they've made is, you know, killing thousands they're, of people. They're, 
Uh, but they're making them paralyzed of some sort. I haven't quite figured it out. Yeah. At this point, but I know. But I have a sinking suspicion it's something about zombieism. Well, and if you go back to the short story, the big fear in that is being buried alive, which is obviously a big fear for people in mm-hmm. that period. Well, that's why they had the bells. History. That's why they had bells and all yeah. that stuff. So the sister, I, I forget her name. What's her? What's Mary? I want to call her Miranda. Mary Bell. I think Mary Bell. Mary Bell? Marianne, Mary... Hold on. I think it's Mary Bell. I don't know why I can't think of it right now. They say it like... Madeline. Madeline, okay. Madeline in the book is buried alive. Yeah. Uh, or in the short story. And then as they're telling the story about the dragon in the night, mm-hmm. she comes back from the crypt, scares Roderick to death. Mm. The narrator runs out. Everybody dies. Right. Blah, 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 blah. So I think that this starts off with their mother dying... Because she gets sick and she's like... Well, don't give them too much. I can't, maybe you should watch it. It's a good show. <laughs> well, there's our 15-minute episode. <laughs> can't tell you any of the plot. <laughs> well, because it's all, it's all fun. But definitely... and, and you want to like experience it for the first time, I think. Huh. Yeah, I guess. It just really, <laughs> really handcuffs us on what we can talk about. I mean, about. we can talk about Perry. We still don't exactly know who he is. <laughs> okay. One of the funny runners... In this is, okay, well, I can tell you this much. Usher's being sued. He's being sued. He runs a pharmaceutical company, as you said. Yeah. It, it, it's like big, basically a big pharma. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what, what are those drugs called that's killing everyone? Oxycontin. And, yeah, um, yeah. These are supposed painkillers. Yeah, and yeah. they're in like a, like a class action lawsuit against mm-hmm. them. They're super rich. They get away with everything. Yeah. Remind but you anyone? But this time, they have an informant. And in the inner circle. And that's what is triggering all this. And what we loved about that is Carl Lumley says that in his opening uh, statement yeah. during the trial. And Mark Hamill, who plays Arthur Gordon Pym, uh, which is uh, a name of a yep. Poe character. I have a book that I got in college. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. It's old and it's vintage. Yeah, it's like a yeah, vintage. Yeah, I know. We still have it. It's yeah, right we there got in my it office. At, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very racist book, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wrote one novel, and he's like, it's going to be racist as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, Mark Hamill is playing the, the usher's lawyer, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. You can't, you, you didn't disclose this uh, informant. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, you have to let us know if you're going to bring these people in. And Carl Lumley's like, well, this person is scared for their life. Yeah. So we had to keep their identity secret. There's but you're right. imminent threat. But you're right. I shouldn't have said anything. I'll strike it from the record. Strike it from the record. Stands up. He's like, just disregard everything I said. Smiles at yeah. Roderick Usher. Yeah. So now he's planted the seed of paranoia. I don't think there is an informant. I don't think there is either. I think he did it for them to implode, turn on each other. Yeah, I think I I think that's exactly what yeah. he did. But then again, since they've been using lying and cheating tactics, he's going to have to do the same in order to take them down. But, I, I mean, we'll have to... See, that's the thing. It's like, you got to see where this is leading. Because, like, yeah. is that legal of a lawyer to be like... No, I have a not. fake informant that I'm doing just to psych these people hey, out. Hey, it was stricken from the record, so it doesn't count. Hoping that they'll murder one another? No, he wasn't hoping they would murder, but that somebody else would come forward. Come forward. Yeah, oh, that they would implode, start turning each other in. Right. In order to get the better deal. Right. Yeah. So, but... And that's a perfectly legal thing to do. Cops do it all the time. Well... Which I'm, not is say- right. <laughs> I'm not saying it's moral, but I'm it, just saying it's done a lot. a lot. Yeah. So Roderick gets his whole family together. He's like, bring everybody. 
I want everybody at dinner tonight. We're gonna have a. We're gonna have everyone sign a non-disclosure agreement mm -hmm. under a bust of Pallas Athena. Yeah. And my stuffed raven. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna hash this out because I'm gonna destroy whoever is doing this. Yeah. But the, what's funny is it goes to each of the kids, and we're e introduced them in turn, mm -hmm. and every single one of them keeps thinking like. It keeps oh, it's got to be Perry. It's Perry. It's Perry. It's got to be that little shit Perry. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's just funny because they keep bringing yeah. up as Perry. Now, we're thinking Perry is Prospero, mm. probably. Maybe, or we haven't even met Perry. I'm not. Sh I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. God, I have a lot of notes, but if you don't want me giving away too much, I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> um, well, I mean, I did, you can talk no, about some things. No, I. Well, what I was gonna. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> What I did like, though, was at this dinner when Henry Thomas's wife is like, I've got this book for you all that's yeah. to help you with pharmaceutical uh, law. And they're like, is it a cake? Is it a cake? <laughs> and they cut into it and it's a cake. And they're like, even the coffee? Is the coffee cake, too? The coffee's cake. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was funny. It was very There's funny. a lot of really funny moments in this show, which is crazy because I don't remember any of the other shows being funny. No, 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 no. But this was actually funny. Like legit, like you said, like legit, like laugh out loud funny. Yeah. But I don't want anyone to walk away with that with the impression that it's a comedy. No, it is not. No, it, it is not. It's its own thing, and I like it a lot. It, I like because it because it's it combines so many different elements. And everybody is so despicable mm -hmm. in this show mm -hmm. that you want them to. Like you said, fall. You yeah. want to watch them just be destroyed. So even though the show starts in medias res, mm -hmm. where we know that all of his kids are going to die. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why I said the, uh, this was actually my last note. I, I said, I like the show that's about inevitability. Yeah. We know. I mean, the, it's like Return of the King. Yeah. It's like the name of the show is a spoiler. It's what's going to happen. It's a spoiler. Yeah. We are watching the fall of the House of Usher, yeah. so we know that this can only end in one way. Yep. He's not going to live. No. Nope. He's not going to find redemption. No. The pleasure in the show is to watch these despicable people, one by one, destroy themselves. Yes. It's glorious. And, <laughs> you know, in today's hustle-bustle society, <laughs> it's kind of refreshing it feels real good yeah <laughs> and you want to watch these people get theirs you want to watch them finally get theirs because so many people are getting away with this kind of bullshit yeah i think and people are sick of it it's yeah. kind of like what we we're talking about like strikes and stuff mm -hmm. it's an unboxing video the satisfaction yeah. isn't like the i got this thing it's the we're opening it and revealing it. Yeah. And that's what the show is. Mm -hmm. And I think it just, I think it nails it on pretty much every level, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. All the acting is really good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, on an unrelated note, mm. or, or it could be related, depending okay. on how you want to view it, mm -hmm. uh, France just uh, cleaned off their guillotine. Didn't they really? <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about like the people of France? Well, they, not because the they government's been, uh, yeah. been kind of shitty to the French. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they pulled it out just to, just to clean it. Oh, and, just and oil. Then they, make sure it's well oiled. And then they put it back into the the museum. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. Just just saying. Just saying. It's really interesting. It's it's interesting just to see a guillotine. You know, I and making sure it works. I. <laughs> as, I'm very French, guys. As <laughs> crappy as the world has been in the last few years, it is nice 
I think, mm -hmm. to see people starting to take back the power. Yeah, just to start making, you know, little subtle statements. Like, hey, by the well, way... Well, not necessarily subtle. Make sure that you know exactly what's going on. Yeah, like, we're not... <laughs> we're Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it anymore. Right. That we're like, wait, wait a minute. You do nothing... Yeah. But you have, like, all the money. Yeah. I struggle to, like, feed my family. Yeah. Like, uh, guys, if you're not in a union, unionize. For sure. You know, take care of yourself. Oof, Amazon hasn't been paying their uh, authors. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Shutting down their accounts, being like, oh, we're just verifying to make sure it's you. Accounts that they've had for over a decade wow. or more. So authors aren't getting paid on time. Yeah, if you can find other avenues, I suppose, for buying books. Well, a lot of the authors that I work with, um, they, they've started their own websites. Yeah. And so they want to sell their books directly from their own website. Yeah, I would say and that. And that way, too, they get 100% of their sales. I would say that if you can find a way mm -hmm. um, this has nothing well, I guess it does that I mean following the house usher is about kind of a malignant capitalism that's yes, like it is literally killing people yeah so this is appropriate baby steps appropriate. guys baby steps this is a big powerhouse that you're going up against so you have to take things slow but I would say if there is something that you like mm -hmm. try to find the way that the money goes directly to the creator as yeah. much or as often yeah. as possible well that's why I'm stopping the game subscriptions that I have I'm, I'm not doing that yeah. anymore I'm buying my games direct yeah like I purchased AC Mirage it's not an mm -hmm. Ubisoft subscription right it, like the games that I want I'm going to purchase just direct so that you know that this is this, this is what I wanted. I'm, I'm I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Yes, exactly. You so know. that's that's what I'm starting to do just to get rid of all of this extra stuff. Yeah, I agree with you though. I mean, I'm sick of like just lining the pockets of these billionaire. <laughs> this is a real fun conversation today. Whatever, that's what it is. Uh, it's stop, prescient, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, it, it is relevant actually. And it, and it works with the show that we're watching. Like, just as much as possible, stop paying Netflix. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. What do they do for you? You can get those shows wherever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If, especially if they're not giving you what you want anymore. Yeah. Yeah. As much as you can, give mm -hmm. right to the people that are providing yeah. the, the thing you want. Yeah. And uh, you told me that Microsoft has taken over not only Bethesda, but also Blizzard now. And Activision. And Activision. That so, is nuts. I am not thrilled about yeah, this. Yeah, apparently there was like a like a lawsuit, like mm -hmm. a kind of monopoly sort of thing. Yeah. And of course it didn't go anywhere, so they were able to get approved. So now wow. so now Microsoft owns basically they own World of Warcraft. They yeah. own Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. They own Skyrim. They own... Yeah. It's not good. It's like what happened when EA took over Bioware. Bioware mm -hmm. games just plummeted. I mean, they're just shit. Yeah. They just went to shit. Because all they care about is profit. Yeah. You know, I would say, if I were to give anyone advice mm -hmm. about anything, I suppose, is <laughs> definitely we, we've become a, a content-driven culture right where everything has become disposable mm -hmm. even fine art has become lumped in with this idea and that's why ai has had enough of attraction yeah. i don't think ai to me will never be as good as a real artist or yeah. a real author but it's but people have equated content with art yeah because there's just so and, and now that you can just make it blah 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 blah, blah, blah yeah it, it diminishes it all yeah uh, speaking of art, though, uh, 
the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, that was beautiful. Oh, uh, and the artwork was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I should say we should mention that. And it, again, it did weirdly all ties into the House of Usher. It does. To be honest with you. What I know about the Ninja Turtles movie is, A, it had a unique style of art, yeah. which, to be honest with you, I think this is kind of goes against it a little bit. Like, Sony Pictures, uh, the the Spider-Man with Miles Morales movies, yeah. the Spider-Verse movies, kind of started a trend of atypical mm-hmm. CG art. Yep. Which I think was cool. Mm-hmm. This takes it to the next level. What I know about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, mm-hmm. which I recommend everybody watch. Oh, it's excellent. Is that, A, they wanted to go with art, I think, that evoked the original comics. Yeah. That, I could see that. That also, they were told, the artists that were involved in the making of it were told, draw it like you're drawing in your sketchbook at school. Just art for fun's sake. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it being perfect all the time. Just make it like how you want to make it. Yeah. And then also, Seth Rogen, who was the producer and writer, mm-hmm. along with his uh, cohort, Evan Goldberg, I want to say, mm-hmm. told the artists and told the studio, do not overwork these artists. Yeah. They are to work, uh, whatever it was. It was like nine to five or whatever right. it is. They are not to work overtime. They're not to like burn out. When they get it done, they'll get it done. That's awesome. And so it made a, a more, from what I understand, a more welcoming and more creative atmosphere. People yeah. weren't burning themselves out. Mm-hmm. They were trusted to do what they needed to do. And they came out with a product that was really good. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I think people need to be putting their eyeballs on. That's right. Absolute support. You know. I'm seeing a lot of um, hack authors who have been, you know, stealing images for years, now using AI for their covers. Mm -hmm. And it's just getting ridiculous. Like, AI definitely has a distinct style, if you can call it that. Yeah. And, uh, but what I appreciate about that distinct style Mm -hmm. is now all of these hacks are getting lumped in. Yeah. With all of the AI bullshit. Yeah. And people are starting to ignore them. Let's hop to reviews. Let's hop to reviews because... Uh, we don't have too much to say about this other than, you know, it's good. I, yeah, it's just one of those... It's and, just, and you don't want preaching from two old ladies talking politics. Two old ladies? Yeah, where, like, Star versus the Forces of Evil. Oh, yeah. Season three ends up being just two old ladies talking politics. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know that people are tuning in to hear that from yeah, us. Yeah, no. I, and to be quite honest with you, I don't think I'm smart enough Mm-hmm. To understand all the nuances of life, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. I can only tend my own garden like Candide. I, I, th- <laughs> this is my this is my wheelhouse. This right. is where I can affect any kind of change. Yep. And I think that's true of anyone. You can only affect change within your sphere yep. of power. Mm-hmm. Do the best with you can with yeah, it. Yeah. So support AC Mirage so that video gamers start uh, developers start realizing that it's not about filler. Yeah. You know, this is a well-contained game. Game, a very story-driven. Yeah. Excellent. It's really yeah, good. Yeah. I, I would recommend as much as possible people get rid of the filler games. Just get rid of it. They're pointless. I would recommend as much as possible try to g- get away from. Subscription services, if you can, yeah. mm-hmm. try to get money into the pockets of the people who create things. Yeah. And, you know, when you do that, then that sends a message of, I want more of this thing that I like. Yeah, exactly. And when you stream, I don't think... You can't really send a message when you stream. And especially when streamers hide the numbers. Yeah, exactly. So you don't even know uh, what's working and what's not. Exactly. So, who's getting paid and who's not. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, as much as you can, I mean... I know it's rough, though. I know it's, it's in, rough. Because it, it is entrenched now. Yeah. Like I said, with, like, Apple Music, mm. 
I held out on getting Apple Music for so long. Yeah. Because I'm like, I want my money to go to this band. Right. If I buy this album, I want Judas Priest to get the money, you know, whatever. But then I got a new iPad and they gave me like three months of Apple Music and whatever. And I was like, wow, this is amazing because I have all the music now. (laughs) But what I find is, yes, I and it's kind of how I feel about movies and stuff now, Mm -hmm. is that... We probably talked about this, but it doesn't matter. I'll say it again. Who cares? Is that, yes, I have access to all this music, Mm -hmm. but I don't appreciate it as much as I used to. Yeah. I listen to an album once. Yeah. And then I'm done with it. And then I'm like, well, now I want to hear the next new album. And I don't really sit with anything anymore. Yeah, you're not buying What's the Story, Morning Glory uh, a million times. Yeah, exactly. I have purchased that album so many times, guys, in many different forms. <laughs> now, I will say, when you do find those things that do affect you in that way, it, yeah. it it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Where you do find a song and you're like, that's a really cool song, and you listen to it over and over and over and over. Right. But it becomes rarer. Yes, it does. And it becomes more of a... You're just churning things out mm-hmm. now. Like, I'm watching a movie, and it's like, okay, good, next movie. Again, you know? it's more filler. Everybody just wants filler, and that's not it. Yeah. It's sort of why uh, I have no appreciation for holidays anymore. Yeah. Like, Halloween has just become filler. It used to be special, and we used to be the weirdos who would decorate three weeks early. Yeah. But now it's out in July. Well, who the fuck cares? There's nothing special about it. It's available year-round now. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? It's kind of like when there's a Rift Tracks uh, short about turkey. Yeah. Where turkey became available all year-round. Yep. And, like, it makes it less special when you can have it just whenever you want it. Yeah, it's why I get excited uh, for, like, pumpkin stuff because I'm like, okay, this is – I'm going to make this only available – for three weeks in October, and right. that's what I do. Right. So, like, today I'm going to be making pumpkin cookies, and it's only available for three weeks. You only make snickerdoodles in the fall. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff. I can that... make snickerdoodles whenever oh, I want. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. But we've started, you know, putting limits on things, yeah. and it makes it more special and more exciting. Yes. Um. So, uh, yeah, that... people just want things year-round all the time, and it makes it less special. Yeah. You can't appreciate it when it's in your face constantly. Or, or like, comic books or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. when you can just, like, flip through a bunch of comics and they don't mean anything. Yeah. You know? There was... It's funny. We're talking about this, too, is um, I saw a clip uh, of Anthony Bourdain mm. talking about this very same thing. Yeah. Where he was talking about how in Europe... It's much more of a seasonal mm-hmm. idea in terms of cuisine, like those artichoke festivals and everything. Yeah. And you, you have artichokes at this time of the year because that's when they're in season. Yep. And he's like, in America, we are, ha- I guess, in this kind of culture, I mm-hmm. won't just limit it to America, where you can have, he's like, you can have substandard strawberries all yeah. year. But yeah. they're gross. They're, they're not good. Yeah, I only buy produce that's seasonal. That makes me excited. I'm like, oh, we got tons of blueberries right now. Yeah, fuck the birds. Fuck those birds. But you can only get, yeah. Yeah, and you've, you've really made that a limit for yeah. us. You're mm-hmm. like, we're only going to have blueberries when we During have a, season. when we have blueberries. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, it's seasonal fruit and vegetables. And then even with the turkey, we only roast a turkey once a year. Yeah. And that's at fucking Thanksgiving because that's when you should have it. Yeah. Like, I'm sick and tired of this stuff that's available year round. It it makes it far less special. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, yeah, I have a strawberry the size of my fist, but it has no flavor to it. Yeah, exactly. So you know, let's go with some reviews here. This is a one-star review from Peter O'Neill Bass, or Bass, depends. Maybe he's a fish, I don't know. Yeah. He says, poor Poe. Oh, poor Poe. <laughs> uh, but glad to see Mark Hamill getting a check. Okay. <laughs> Fall uses Poe's name to add depth to a bunch of greasy, salty, fast food snuck on to fine china in a five-star restaurant. Oh, this guy thinks he is something special. Here's the thing with that. <laughs> I would agree with you if people, I thought, as a whole, were Poe aficionados. Right. I have a degree in English literature, and I know I'm missing a ton of Poe references here. Right. So it's not like it's something so common in like, mm-hmm. yeah, so he's really trying to make it sound like he yeah. probably poo-poo my Shakespeare in Love comment too. Like, oh, oh it's yeah. just, well, it's all Hollywood. Uh, Bruce, Shakespeare was all Hollywood. He was? He was pre-Hollywood. He's what started Hollywood. He wanted to get butts in the seats. Yeah, that's all it was about was selling tickets. You know, I don't have a problem with that. No, I don't either. I think if you make art, you should want to make it so people... Yeah. Like, I just think, like, I am very successful artist. Yeah. There has to be a because commercial Because I run aspect. it like a business. Vincent Van Gogh wasn't commercially unsuccessful because he didn't want to be. No. You know, he wanted to get his art out there. Right. And I think there is a part that has to, uh, of art that has to be somewhat commercial. Yeah, you have to commercialize your art if you want to sell it. I defend Green Day a lot. Mm. Because people used to say, oh, they sold out and everything. I'm like, yeah, but if you listen to their indie records before they signed with a major label, there's nothing different about their sound. Yeah. It's not like they got signed to a major label. In fact, some of the songs on their major label debut are taken, are just re-recordings of stuff they did on their indie label. Right. Like Welcome to Paradise. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that's selling out. Mm-hmm. I think that's getting paid for the stuff you're already doing. Yeah, exactly. They that was what they were doing. Mm-hmm. There's there's video. I, w- one th- cool thing about the internet now is like you get to see all these like videos of people. There's Green Day playing at their high school. Right. You know, and they just like dumb pimply kids playing. <laughs> but it's like the songs are their songs. I'm like they yeah. didn't sell out. They never sold out. I think it's more of a sellout. Something like the the Sex Pistols, I think, is more of a sellout in a way mm. because they were specifically trying to cultivate an image. Right. And actually, they weren't. Their manager yeah. like put them together like they were the monkeys yep. in order to do a thing. Yeah. I think that's more selling up, in my opinion. I agree. But anyway, Bruce Greenwood and Carl Lumley seem like great guys, but they cannot carry the show as a framing device. I liked them just fine. Uh, I thought Carl Lumley was fantastic. Well, I'm a big fan of Carl Lumley, so. Yeah, I'm, yeah, big fan. He's the one I'm glad to see in here. Oh, my God, absolutely. When he showed up, we were like, oh, boy. Well, didn't he show up in something else? Uh, The Uh, Falcon? Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, we were like, oh, my God. Because we hadn't seen him in a long time before that. Yeah, exactly. And now to see him again is like, oh, boy. it was nice. It It was was a special treat. It was a real treat for us. It was a real treat for us. Halloween treat. Yeah. All the characters are horrible and borderline unwatchable. That's the point of the fucking show! <laughs> oh, my God! You want these guys to die. Oh, my God. That reminds me, there's an author, they were making fun of people, how we've been talking about, like, media literacy and people not getting it. Yeah. And this woman's like, I wrote this book about a guy who was in a toxic relationship, yeah. and he's, like, constantly being told what to do, and he keeps yeah. doing the wrong things because he's trying to impress this other person. Yeah. And someone was like, that character has no agency. And she's like, that's the point of the fucking book. Yeah. Oh, my God. To be like, these characters are horrible. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We're watching terrible people. And that's why we're excited to watch them fall. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I think because educa- our education system sucks so hard, yeah. media literacy has, has fallen dramatically yeah. because it's all they're just being taught to the test, Yeah, mm-hmm. the test that these weird-ass Texans have yeah. made. So, like, you're and not going to learn anything. And I do think, if we can get real political here, <laughs> I do think it's a feature, not a bug. I yeah. think the plan was to get creative thought low because mm. when you don't have creative-thinking populace, mm. they're much easier to control. I don't True know. that. I mean, or otherwise you get this person who's like pretentious as shit, trying to act like this is like greasy fast food, but doesn't understand that the point of the show is that these people are terrible. Yeah, exactly. This is mind blowing. I hate pretentious fucks who think they know everything. Oh, but he said a borderline on a watch show, which makes you want to keep watching, pining for their promised grizzly and just ends. But when the sweet release of Deadly Justice comes, it's not worth the price you paid. I guess that's the show's vignettes. You're are entitled out. to your opinion. The show's <laughs> vignettes are drawn out and predictable. Many could have simply been mentioned in one sentence during narration for the actual value they add to the overall story. Also, I've never been so bored by an on-screen-fueled drug orgy. Ooh, that's something to look forward to. Ooh, a to. drug orgy. Cool. It's probably that uh, one dude. Uh, what was his name? Napoleon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, who was cheating on his boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. This is what millions of dollars gets you, folks. If you need something in the background while you surf through your phone, you could still do much better than this. Still, Elliot from E.T. and Mark Hamill, how about that? Glad you're getting paid. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I'm, I like what he did with this. Like I said, mm-hmm. I was very... Uns- I thought it was funny. I thought it, I was very uncertain what... Because I thought it was just going to be like a straight adaptation of the short story. Right. And I was like, well, how are you going to do that? The way he's been able to bring in what he wants to talk about, mm-hmm. what, you know, the themes, also bringing in Poe and different aspects, I think it's cool. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not really a big Poe fan. I've read maybe a handful of things, and that was decades ago. And as you guys are well aware, I don't retain very much. Right. So, you know, I'm probably missing a whole lot of references. Right. But I'm still finding it very enjoyable. Yeah. So even if you're not a Poe fan, I think you'll, yeah, you you'll don't, have fun. You don't have to be a Poe super fan. And yeah. I think it does do something where if you're into the show, you're like, well, I kind of want to learn more about that. Mm. Everything is a reference. Goldbug. Everything. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, this is a true, here we go, true Poe fan from C. Daniel, Danielle Ray. Oh, she's going to have a great review, isn't she? she? She says, I have read several of the reviews and wonder if most people either didn't watch the whole series or aren't as familiar with Poe as they think. Ah, there you go. Again, Poe is about vibes. Really, yeah. he truly is about vibes. Yeah, like, it's definitely all a vibe with Poe. You know? Even like, the way he died was the weirdest vibe ever. He was just committed to the bit. I mean, it was bizarre. <laughs> Uh, I thought this was brilliant. This isn't just about the fall of the house, the house, Usher House. Mm-hmm. This is a collective work of several of Poe's yeah, writings. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're going to we get the earlier. Mask of the Red Death. We're yeah. probably going to get Cask of Amontillado. Yeah. You know, whatever. I'm sure Telltale Heart will be oh, in there. Oh, of course. Some, well, with the monkey. Yeah, the monkey was in there. That so was the Telltale Heart. We're going to have a Telltale Heart. We know yeah. it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but it's like combined with like a science. Yeah, so it's like it's the heart fun. is beating because yeah. of the, it's got that little pacemaker yeah, on exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. Uh, read the episode titles and then watch the show. I promise it will make it much more enjoyable and keep you wondering how a modern take on classic stories might be told. Mm-hmm. I'm a Flanagan fan. I love the use of actors from project to project. Yep. They are a perfect working group. Like I said, I love the ensemble. Oh, I do too. And it just makes me like him more when mm-hmm. you see these people like, um, who's the guy who does all that? Sam Raimi. 
Sam Raimi with Bruce uh, Bruce Campbell. Mm -hmm. You know, you you can tell, like, you don't have to work with the same people over and over in Hollywood. So when you see people who really vibe, like Wes Anderson, he always has, like, the same core group of people that show up for each movie. And from what I understand, Edward Norton, who's one of those people, Mm -hmm. he's like, I don't make any money. (laughs) <laughs> He's like, I, I get paid scale when I do a Wes Anderson film. Wow. I just do it because I like working with Wes Anderson. Wow. Nice. You know, like, he's like, and, that, he's like, and that's why I did Incredible Hulk. Yeah. So I needed money. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I do that, those kind of movies for the money, mm-hmm. but I do Wes Anderson because it's just... It's just a great working environment. It's just a work... It, I feel like I'm doing something... That's awesome. ...like I want to do. I agree with this review, I, but I, I do disagree that you don't have to be a, a true Poe fan. No, like I said, I'm not one, and I'm still picking up the references. Yeah. But so it's like, it's cultural osmosis, really, all of the the basic stuff that he has going. But there's a plot to it that you don't need those references in exactly. order to understand And it. I think if you're a true Poe fan, then you catch all these Easter eggs, and you get a little chuckle out of it. You get a little chuckle. Again, yeah. if I can compare it again to Shakespeare and Love, mm-hmm. the story of that movie is not a Shakespeare play. Right. It's just, there's like, it's, but if you're familiar with the works of Shakespeare, you can be like, oh, this is that and this is the other thing. Mm-hmm. And I understand it from a historical and literary standpoint. That's kind of what I'm saying with this. It's its own story. It's not specifically right. a, a Poe story, but it, it, it captures the essence of what Poe was doing and does mm-hmm. it in a modern way. Yeah. Which, awesome, you know? Awesome. I, I, I recommend this. I recommend Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, hell yeah. Adventure Time. Adventure Fiona Time. Fiona and Cake. Fiona and Cake. Fiona and Cake was wild. I liked it. It was, that had vibes, too. That had vibes. Vibes is definitely the word of the day. The but vibes. Like, yeah, absolutely. I would vibes. recommend it. You don't have to have seen Adventures, uh, Adventure Zone. No, Adventure, Adventure Time. Time. Yeah, you don't have to have watched Adventure Time. Uh, like, but I, I think I you'll understood. Appre- you appreciate it maybe more if you have. Yeah, and then I saw the like Ice King in Adventure Time, and I was like, wow, that is random. Yeah. That is totally wild what's happening here. Yeah, so I, I think you could rewatch Fiona and Kick after watching all of mm-hmm. Adventure Time and like come away with it with like, oh, I'm getting right. all these things now. Uh, another thing you should be getting all the time is piloting the pilots, which releases each Tuesday <laughs> and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found. As always, you can contact us, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. So next week, I guess we're going to bite the bullet on this one. Wait, what? I don't like that. <laughs> I, I don't like it when you say bite the bullet. I'm not taking one for the team. I'm not biting the bullet. <laughs> uh, we... Well, okay, I'll give you a choice of three. Oh, uh, no. I'm going to give you a choice of three, but we're not going to tell people which one we're going to watch. All right, all right. Okay? All right. The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. <laughs> you know I want to eviscerate that one. I love it. <laughs> Hilarious House of Frankenstein. Huh, what's that? That's, that's the one I talked about that Camber recommended. Oh. It's a Canadian kids show from the 70s. But I just don't know. It's only going to be like 20 minutes long probably, so I don't know. Well, that's awesome. I like the length. <laughs> I love that length. That's what she <laughs> that's said. What she said. <laughs> uh, or Tales from the Crypt. We've already done Tales we from the Crypt. We have not done Tales yes, from the Crypt. Yes, we have. We have not done Tales from the Crypt. We have. I'm striking that one. Okay. So, so it's one of the first two. Have we done Tales from the Crypt? I swear we have. That'd be crazy if we did, and I just totally forgot. <laughs> I'm usually better with that stuff, but I think 
<laughs> I'm losing my mind. So either Daryl Dixon, where we can like make fun of it, eviscerate the fuck out of it, really piss because off those people. Because we really love tearing apart The Walking Dead. I fucking hate The Walking Dead. <laughs> I think it's because we live in the area where it's filmed. You yeah. know, we have a natural enemy status. With yeah, it. yeah, I have yeah. a, I have a very, yeah, we're in a very contentious yeah. relationship yeah, with think, The Walking Dead. Yeah, I think Dead. so. Yeah, I think so. I just think it's stupid. <laughs> Well, like, it's like zombies, uh, when it came out in comic book form, it was doing something kind of new and original, but not really, but kind of. Mm -hmm. But It was a fun take on it. It was a fun take on it, Mm -hmm. but it's been going on for so long now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, our town's made a lot of money on it, though. That's good for our town. So we kind of can't, you know. We can't poo-poo it too much. But I love to. Yeah. Yeah. Or the hilarious House of Frankenstein, which I know nothing about. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be great too. Maybe we can do both. Maybe we can do both. I mean, it depends. I know. I don't know. Maybe we can watch. Yeah, maybe we will do both. Yeah, maybe. All right. So, all right. have a nice Halloween. Try to enjoy the season. Try to ignore all the Christmas decorations that are already out in the store. And remember, pumpkin spice isn't just for Karens. It was actually a combination of spices to ward off evil. Was it really? Yeah, during the fall equinox. All of the spices in pumpkin spice, like cinnamon, uh-huh. allspice, ginger, you know, all that stuff is to ward off evil. Oh. So, that's what pumpkin spice was made for. Well, enjoy your PSLs, everybody. Yeah. So, so, stop making it about Karens, you know. Yeah. Just ignore them. You know what? Let's just all be cool with one another. Yeah, exactly. Let people like what they like. Mm. Jesus Christ. But as, not, as, as but, we make fun of everything. But not year-round. <laughs> not year-round. Only in season. Not year-round. Make it seasonal. I, this is why I watch horror movies only at this time of year. Exactly. Because it's like, this is the time yeah. of year to do it. Make it seasonal so that you appreciate it again. Make it seasonal. Make it seasonal. Stop being weird. Love you. Love you, bye.